your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Yeah, so as I said before, less than 100 days to go till the US presidential election. And let's just reflect on a few of the primary issues, as we're aware. Uh, Professor Alan Lickman, political historian at American University, the Department of History, is on the line with us. Good to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for joining us. So very difficult at the moment to uh, to make sense of the stories that are swirling around the main candidates and if it continues like this for the next few weeks it's also quite difficult to predict the outcome but as things stand Hillary Clinton does seem to to have the edge um, but some people are asking themselves the question you know have we ended up in a situation where Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the two main candidates to become the next US president what would your answer be to that? Well, there's no question that the choice is a binary one between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. There are some third-party candidates in the race who are showing some muscle. Gary Johnson, Libertarians, polling somewhere between 6 and 10 points. Jill Stein, the uh, Green Party candidates, polling somewhere between 2 and 3. But the next president is obviously going to be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And Donald Trump had done pretty well after his convention and the Democrats, whoever topped it with a better convention, and since then uh, Donald Trump has do, been doing everything in his power to scuttle his own candidacy. Donald Trump has fallen deeply behind in the polls, and it's not because of anything that Hillary Clinton or the Democrats have done. It's because of what he himself has done and said. And what would be the primary blunders there? Because one of the big stories that made it over here was... Uh, him sending out a, a crying baby from uh, from a, a briefing he was giving. What would you suggest, though, um, when he's giving a talk in that situation? Um, th that can't be the only factor, of course. Oh, no, that's just one, one of many. He's claiming uh, that the election is rigged for a man who did not serve, taking a Purple Heart and saying, gee, I've always wanted one of these, and this is the easy way to get it. But most critically... Uh, the issue that has been uh, <clears throat> playing most negatively against Trump here in the U.S. is his attack on the family of a Gold Star family, the family of a fallen American hero mm. in the wars in, in the Middle East. They, the husband was sharply critical of Donald Trump at the Democratic Convention, and Trump made the enormous mistake of going after the mother, the Gold Star mom, saying, gee, why didn't she say anything? say anything. Maybe she wasn't allowed to speak, kind of demeaning her as a woman and demeaning the Muslim religion. Overwhelmingly, by huge margins, polling shows Americans have disapproved of his attack on this family. And instead of letting it go, uh, Trump made it a story for almost a week. He kept returning to the issue. He wouldn't drop it. He wouldn't apologize to the family. But that's only one of many, many things. He seems yeah. to have invited of Vladimir Putin to intervene in American elections, something without precedent in all of our history. He's done a lot. The, the thing is, in the past, we've had guests on this show refer to him as uh, Teflon Trump. Uh, he's been able to shake off very easily, slide away from uh, political blunders. Uh, now that we're in the final stretch, uh, 
does it seem as though that's less possible? Yes, the, the, the Teflon has uh, really worn away. What Trump doesn't understand is there is nothing like being a presidential candidate. You know, he has been subject to the kind of scrutiny he's never had in his life. Ironically, he's been subject to the same kind of scrutiny that Hillary Clinton has had for, for more than 20 years. And he's proven to be a lot more thin-skinned than she is. Hillary Clinton at this point is uh, slightly, uh, well, not just slightly, actually, significantly ahead in certain polls that I've seen. Um, but um, there's still 90-odd days to go. What, what, what do you think will decide this election outcome in the coming weeks? Well, I think like all elections, <clears throat> this election will be a referendum on the party holding the power, and that is the Democrats. The American people will decide whether they believe the Democrats should merit another four years. But also because Trump is a unique candidate in all of American history, it is uniquely a referendum on Trump as well. And a majority of Americans, according to the polls, and the polls are very dismal for Trump right now, don't believe that he is really fit to be commander-in-chief. And if you look at the polls, not only is he trailing in one poll by 15 points, but he seems not to be able to really break out above the 40% mark. Yeah. In other words, his ceiling seems to be very, very limited, and that's a huge problem because how do you move up? Uh, around the world, polls have not always been particularly accurate in recent elections, and uh, the Brexit referendum was one example, but uh, the gap that the polls you're referring to suggest that even if there were inaccuracies, it's not going to completely swing it one way or the other. Uh, it's not like we're just on a knife no, edge. I don't, I, don't think, uh, no, I don't think Trump can depend on inaccuracies in the polls at the moment. And, of course, Trump is very fond of uh, broadcasting and bragging about the polls when he's ahead, and then always when things go bad for him, he claims things are rigged against him. The mainstream media is against him. The bipartisan commission that included both Democrats and Republicans that set up the debates are against him. So, uh, you know, he, he, he tends to be rather selective in how he looks at this data. But you're absolutely right. Polls are not predictive. They are a snapshot at the current time. And while you certainly don't want to be in Trump's position, and it's not just the horse race polls, it's all the internals of the polls that are very bad for him, you cannot at this point use these polls to predict the outcome of the election. Uh, Donald Trump talking about vote rigging already, which looks like preparing for defeat, although who knows what games he's playing there with that comment. Uh, on what possible basis and what sort of impact is that likely to have? Well, he has no basis. He did not provide any evidence that the election uh, would be rigged against him. And it's a very disturbing thing to suggest that the American democracy is rigged against the candidate of one party, particularly claim it without a shred of evidence. You know, ever since uh, the end of the uh, 18th and the beginning of the 19th century, America has had this tradition of the peaceful transition of power. Even Richard Nixon, although urged by some of his supporters to challenge the very close 1960 election, would not go there, would not take that step. So for Donald Trump to suggest our democracy is illegitimate is, again, without precedent and very serious. It's also particularly serious 
since a lot of very violent and extremist elements have rallied around Donald Trump. Uh, the neo-Nazis, the Ku Klux Klan, the white supremacist groups. You know, and if he's going to stir them up by saying the election is rigged, that could be very dangerous for our country. It's a mm. very, very poor thing for Donald Trump to say. The thing is, surveys also show that the, the issues that matter to the U.S. public, the economy, uh, terrorism, foreign policy, um, I don't know if all three of those can be boxes ticked by Trump, but certainly um, with the economy and terrorism, he's, he's had some strong things to say. With foreign policy, he's rubbed people up the wrong way. To the domestic audience, can Hillary Clinton convince the United States that she can steer that economic ship, that she can be tough enough to deal with immigration and the potential terror threat that some people, rightly or wrongly, associate with it? Well, I, I do think as a woman, she does face some misogyny. It's always tough to walk a line as a woman. You've got to be tough. You can't show weakness. But you can't be too tough because then you're seen as shrill or brittle. So she's really had to walk a very fine line in this. And she's way ahead of Trump in the polling on handling a foreign policy. Uh, you know, she's had the experience, and people are quite upset with uh, Trump seeming to cozy up with the murderous dictator Vladimir Putin. That does not play well in the United States and even rubs Republicans the wrong way. Trump has tried to make terrorism at the forefront of his campaign and come off as a tough guy. And he's had some success in that, but his lead over uh, Clinton, even on terrorism, has shrunk to right. a very small margin. And they're about even in the handling of the economy. Or Clinton is way ahead, though. His qualifications for the presidency, ability to handle the job of commander-in-chief, and caring about people like me. Professor Lickman, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Margins there. We, we, we've got to leave it there. Pro Professor Alan Lickman from okay. American University. Our email's open to you, EFM this morning at gmail.com.